I love you. I know. Welcome back, Analysis listeners. We have a special episode today. You might hear that the audio quality is much advanced from <laughs> what you're normally used to hearing. That's because I am off-site. I am at my friend David Flora. Welcome to the podcast. First time podcast uh, guest, David Flora. That's right. I get my uh, one-time jacket. Yes. Yes, your one-time <laughs> <laughs> the special jacket that you get for your first time. It's a starter jacket. Yeah. Uh, and uh, joining us for the second time, Annie Flora. Hello. Hi. Do I get two jackets? You get a, an upgraded jacket. You get to go from a starter jacket to a L.L. Bean jacket. <gasps> yes. All right. That's kind of a jump, Annie. That yeah, is a jump. That's pretty good. Jumping into a new jacket. But uh, so, David, I, I want to get this so I make sure I don't um, forget it later. Let's just get it. Let's get into it now. So, David, I'm on David's uh podcasting because he has his own podcast so i'm on his equipment right now uh, but david you have a podcast which is a smash success it is it is it is what i want the analysis to be one day i i, I look at uh how successful your, your podcast is you've won chicago theater or chicago podcast awards you've won all sorts of stuff you've done live shows with live audiences and things but your podcast is my podcast is blurry photos blurry photos yeah <laughs> uh it it's uh it was the 2017 uh Chicago Reader Podcast of the Year. This is our best Indiana. podcast uh in Chicago, I guess was at yeah, the time. That's awesome. Yeah, it it's uh it's fun it's a fun time. I've been doing it since 2012. I uh, used to do it with uh, a partner, co-host, and ever since uh basically 2018, I believe, I've been doing it solo. Um my co-host moved to Iowa and started a uh, as a most co-hosts just like everybody yeah out to pasture <laughs> yeah <laughs> to, nope yeah and, pasture uh, in Iowa <laughs> and um, so anyways I've been doing it uh, solo it's a podcast uh, I like to say I explore the unexplained and explain the unexplored great title and, great, uh, great tagline excuse me thank you and and what I do is cover all types of paranormal um subjects topics uh things that are mysteries and history famous figures that are you know weird and um have have crazy stories with attached to them monsters cryptids folklore things like that and i i like to do a lot of uh, deep diving into that stuff. I'll yeah, read a bunch so you of break down. So you'll you'll first you'll state the premise like flat Earth theory or mm -hmm. something, and then you'll you'll break down all of the different theories. You do a ton of research and you break it down, and you also do it in a style because me and you met through our time in improv comedy and just comedy mm -hmm. in general, and and that's where I also uh, 
you know you and you and Annie met as mm-hmm. well. Uh, so we're all kind of from this comedy background, but you do it with puns and you do it uh, just with with kind of a wink, wink, kind of sarcastic nudge on some of these things too, sure. which is very fun. So uh, it's an incredibly successful podcast, and you guys have thousands of followers and listeners and stuff. So uh, yeah, and and just just as friends, like we we talk a lot about movies i actually just was on your um quiz uh, so you and annie also have a quiz podcast called quiz quiz bang bang so definitely follow both of these podcasts because they're a lot of fun but you, it's kind of a pub trip pub, pub trivia uh right yeah and, it's a pub trivia practice show so basically we will uh, on our regular episode it's just david and me and we'll just knock out 20 questions basically like what you would experience at a pub trivia between like geography television pop culture history um we'll have guests on like you uh where we do what we call bing bing bonuses where it's about a a specific theme so we did the academy awards Mm because you are our movie guy hey and so as i am for my analysis (laughs) listeners (laughs) yes that's right so yeah if you guys want to um definitely check out that episode because bob wrote all the questions and it's all about movies and so it's a lot of fun movie fans will like it but yeah there's different and you have guys have different teams play each other a lot but yeah yeah, it's basically that that atmosphere if you guys like pub trivia and it's just kind of like pub trivia that you can listen to on your own at your own time and fun questions and you can challenge yourself or you know kind of play along with the guests and and that's always fun yeah so, and bob was also on as a guest for like a regular episode yes so you and i can... lost <laughs> <laughs> i was a loser but yeah you can listen to that one i think it's episode four yeah, yeah. most of the episodes are just straight questions and answers that annie and i ask and and yeah answer so you can you know play along uh, and then every four episodes, we'll do a group episode where we have two teams going head to head. So yeah, in, in that format. Yeah. So and and today I have you guys on because you know just from from doing these things, uh, you guys just have a really fun approach to the TV and the movies that you guys like to enjoy. And we'll often or we used to a lot more when when we lived in the same area, but we would go see movies together. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to have you guys on just kind of talking about some of that. You, you talked about your your podcast, Blurry Photos, being like paranormal or kind of just basically the sense I get from Annie and David is just a lot of the stuff you'd see at a comic con. So these like big fanfare, but kind of like extra like sci- science fiction or kind of these, these like big uh, like Marvel even or uh, Star Wars. Kind of like a lot of that stuff is what you guys are into. And <laughs> I guess I'll start off our chat today. And we're going to talk about Star Wars for sure in, in a moment. But so uh, when Annie was on, we, we talked about how I had the good fortune of officiating your wedding. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the most fun weddings I'd ever been at. There was a big inflatable dragon <laughs> um, that I, I just I always remember your your line because you forgot to blow up the dragon right away. <laughs> and so you got up on the microphone at your wedding and you said, I'm sorry, you guys, we're inflating the dragon right now. You're all owed more dragon time. <laughs> we're gonna have the dragon at the reception like you you were like insured like people like that people were robbed of this dragon time. Uh, but people love that dragon the dragon too. was yeah. i had it so was many pictures hit. of me with the dragon me kissing the dragon it was like it was a nine foot tall inflatable dragon yeah, yeah. yeah. and that was like a last minute thing david yeah. and i how you was know, that we, a last we, minute who well, puts a last minute inflatable dragon i guess we do because we were just like the wedding was all set and everything and we we're just at home depot buying some home well, depot stuff i was stuff. online i think oh were you well like but we and went to somehow i just it, i saw it but like, we i but i know we I, I don't remember that but i do remember like we had a moment walking through home depot 
and we walked by like the Halloween section or whatever that was up super early and uh, we saw this inflatable was, dragon yeah. and we like looked at each other <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we need that at our wedding. You just yes and did, each other immediately. And then immediately. I think he must have gone online and bought it that for cheaper or whatever because yeah. I'm yeah. sure we bought it online. But yeah, that's probably yeah it. it was yeah. just, we just saw it and we're like, that's fun. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's that's Crazy. when you knew that you found the right partner when mm-hmm. you can see an inflatable dragon at a at a distribution center and say and be like we want to share this with we our, need family to share and this. Yeah. our family and friends. <laughs> so uh, so the wedding is what I kind of wanted to use to launch off our conversation today because at each table so when you had it you had your table there was um, uh, each table had its own place setting and it wasn't uh, flowers or uh, a violet bouquet but it was. A different movie or TV show. So each, you know, it was like you're at the Back to the Future table, or you're at the Lord of the Rings table, or you're at the Zelda table. Um, but just in general, what are some of your favorite movies or favorite franchises that you guys had, or even how did you come up with just selecting those tables? What are some of the stuff that you're just drawn to throughout your life, guys? I mean, you you hit it. Um, those those things, and we've we've actually got uh, pictures that we had at the tables here right next to you. Yeah, so I see Star Wars here. What's the one, what's the ghost here? What's the, uh, there's that's Harry, Harry Potter, Potter. Oh, that's Back Harry Potter. to the Future, um, Star Wars, Star Trek, Zelda, Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, Minecraft, um, the Marvel and Firefly. Yeah. Like, Is there anything, if, you, name if a, you had your wedding in 2020, is there any new thing any that you'd new? put in? Um, hmm. I'm guessing, because I don't see Game of Thrones on here. Game of Thrones, right there. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. Jon Snow's holding your dog. Yeah. Yeah, yes. we did Photoshop our dog into all the pictures. So <laughs> yes. instead of Thor and Loki, it's Thor and our dog. We <laughs> yeah. have Firefly. Our dog's sitting on the captain's chair. Like we we did the troubles with. Tr- yeah, uh, she's the she's actually the DeLorean in Back to the Future. Yeah. yeah so and she's a Patronus in Harry Potter. Yeah, because yeah, basically uh, our our world does revolve around our dog first, and any nerd culture second. Is your dog <laughs> named after a? It's Esmeralda. Is it named after a character from a movie or TV show? or anything or is it well i i named her it was uh i i wanted a a a female from fiction basically okay uh and i it was kind of between uh and and i wanted it to to sound pretty as well it was between esmeralda and desdemona i think and uh i i went with esmeralda because i hunchback notre dame hunchback notre dame Mm -hmm. and uh i felt like i i liked that it it had also sounded like zelda a lot (laughs) (laughs) Um, man, yeah, we're we're super nerds. Um, you know what's funny about this is like our knowledge of this stuff is pretty good, but it's I we're so like spread thin with how much you stuff. like so much of it that you're not an expert in yeah, any of it. Exactly, because yeah. I do feel like there is a certain level of nerd culture where it becomes a lot of knowing things very well you know like where it's like you know you you know know, every planet every alien every you know like episode and and i'm not judging that i just that's not how my memory works so it's just like i love star trek and i love star wars and i love you know like all these nerd things but if you are like oh well and ask me any trivia question about them or like oh well what what about this thing i'll be like i don't i don't know yeah <laughs> you might you might be able to get yourself in the ballpark but it's it's tough yeah. to on the specific to thing. answer your question i don't know that there is anything that's come out since then that was 2016 yeah cuz i mean because 
Marvel. We are we, we did there. that, so yeah. we we Game still are doing still, that. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Uh, Star Trek has new stuff, you know, cake. but like Picard, yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. we we are watching the new Star Trek shows. Yeah, what do you think of that? Um, we are well. There's only two episodes of Picard out, so we're we're enjoying it so far. It's fun to see. Patrick Stewart. Because um. you guys saw Patrick Stewart on Broadway too, right? We did. We did. So you saw Patrick, Annie and McKellen, two nerd We uh, saw them yeah. in Waiting, waiting yeah. for Godot, yeah. yeah. What was that like? It was really interesting um, for me. I'll, I'll, I'll give my take on it first. Uh, the, the, the performance by both of them, like they were great, but Ian McKellen was very much, in my opinion, was like, acting like uh, I'm an old man yes there's my old man yeah, walking and now I'm crunching there's sand in my shoe yeah. you know and then Patrick Stewart was like hey what are you doing over there <laughs> huh audience is 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 he doing something weird <laughs> ah, ah. you know when it was like this wink wink fantastic impression but it was fun yeah like, it was i mean like they so were neat. they were both it was like clashing of two styles almost I feel but like, like they 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 didn't clash in that way because like like they were like you know for an audience member, yes, like you definitely saw like the two very different styles, but the, you know, like they love each other so much that like it didn't, it didn't jar or like take away from the performance. But yeah, like Ian McKellen was definitely like, I am going to do this role. And Patrick Stewart was like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Aren't we having a good time? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it was, and we're just like, it's, uh, okay. <laughs> Did you guys stage door that? And, and no. No? No. I should have. Well, actually, yeah. I, I swallow I, my pride if it's something that I, somebody that I'm really, like Brian Cranston, I've talked to a few times on here, but I, I staged doored him this year. Just to, I had, to, I just had to get some things off my chest, uh, and uh, but yeah, like I don't do it for every show, but for something like that, I feel like I would have probably staged. Well, yeah. we we were, were ridiculous. I don't know how we decided we could pull this off, but we decided to. We didn't want to leave Essie <laughs> once again. Our dog, our dog yeah. rules yeah, our, our world. Priority over and all this new over, stuff. Over uh, Ian McKellen. Over and Ian McKellen. Patrick, sure, we love them. They're our favorites, but like. We flew into New York, watched the show, and flew out. Yeah. Like, so we like did, you just got did in trip. for yeah. one day and out. We didn't wow. want to deal with like booking a hotel yeah. and figuring okay. out a dog sitter and like actually doing a vacation. We just wanted to see them perform, so we did, and it was that's great. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So and and so first of all, for for anyone that might not know the term, stage door means like once the show's over, there is a side door typically to each Broadway theater where the performers will eventually exit out of. And a lot of times they'll put up barricades, but for big fans of if it's like a Broadway star or a movie star, they'll put up barricades and the movie star typically will come out and do a very brief photo, maybe a signature on your program. Um, and they keep the line moving, but you're able to kind of like, see the person for a moment so stage dooring is like waiting in that barricade line yeah um, we we got to do it with Penn and teller true yeah. oh that's cool yeah. yeah uh but so though again kind of well, th- that's a good transition because you know we talk about the word you guys have used the word nerd or like we're nerds but i i recently have had a new perspective on just like nerdism and there's certain things like science fiction or Star Trek where they get labeled like nerds, but is that any more nerdy than a dude that obsesses over the second string running back for the San Francisco 49ers for his <laughs> for his fantasy football? No, right? No, like, yeah, or someone that memorizes like all like. the batting averages of Barry Bonds throughout the 90s. Like, is that or like my grandpa was a huge 
hockey and baseball fan. And my grandfather, and I love, my grandfather was also an actor, but he would show me these uh, notepads of baseball games that he listened to on the radio in the 60s. And he would he could call the game because he knew like on pitch two it was a ball and it was a curveball and he like wrote all this stuff down in a journal. Now that's sports related, but that's some of the nerdiest shit I've ever heard of, yeah. right? So like just people like label the Comic Con people as nerds, but they're sitting there in their Tom Brady jersey and they don't change their underwear on Sundays because because they're like obsessed with the football game and it's like well that's also nerdism, right? Yeah, I I would agree that there's definitely a lot of because in a way it's just like being a dedicated fan to something but for some reason if you're a dedicated fan to sports that isn't nerdy it's because maybe it's athletic you know like it is nerdy like what you're describing is is nerdy but like i feel like the the word is always associated with like being a fan towards uh a I would, certain, yeah, yeah, a certain, like genres, mm-hmm. you know, like Something even like literature, enjoy. like oh, you're a book nerd. Sure. Like, yeah. So if you if you read, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> like, a dedication to anything can mean nerd, right? right? Yeah. I think they. I think we've come a long way in that we've broken down. Used to be there's no difference between nerd and geek and dweeb and all that stuff. Yeah. And now it's like nerd is kind of an accepted thing, and it's for this you know fandom that you're part of. Uh, a geek is like, well, you're just generally smart or like, you know, yeah. maybe you think of the pocket protector and the you mm-hmm. know horn rim glasses and stuff, or maybe that's dweeb. But like, we, I think we have come a long way in understanding what the difference in some of these terms are. And so now nerd can apply to any, yeah. just about anything. You yeah. Know? yeah. You and also- a politics nerd. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's probably redundant, but. <laughs> <laughs> but also like. I feel like nerd culture has become very mainstream. Yeah, because most popular movies are technically nerd movies. Mm-hmm. Comic yeah. book stuff is kind of nerdy, and yeah. or what 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 used to be considered nerdy, and now it's the most yeah. profitable stuff, right? Yeah, because it's just like you can't say like, oh, Marvel movies are nerdy because they're just like the most mainstream <laughs> yeah. movies. You know, like the new Star Trek movies. But there's a wizard in that yeah, movie that like... can control time, and that's. Kind of that's you know very similar to yeah. what you would consider nerds. You know? <laughs> uh, so let's yeah so let's so we're here we're talking about nerd movies. Um, before we and I and I and I do want to definitely get your opinion on the new Star Star Wars because we did not do a Star Wars episode, and so I'm really interested for for people who get get into Star Wars to hear your takes on it. But uh, you had mentioned a couple of other things. Um, first, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Can you just kind of talk a little bit, like for the Harry Potter people out there, we'll, we'll give them some love. So what about Harry Potter does it for you guys? Well, the, the fantasy aspect is always great with any of this stuff. Just, you know, it's it's more than we can do in life. And it's, it is fun to watch that. And uh, there's the whole good versus evil and, you know, the yeah. very satisfying uh, conclusion to that kind of stuff. Now, we have different perspectives on it because I actually haven't read the books I've just seen the movies. Really? I'm surprised by that because I'm looking yeah. behind you is this big bookshelf, this three different bookshelves, and you none of them have Harry Potter in there, apparently. Oh, well, uh, that's because there's one. There's a bookshelf oh, dedicated a, to Harry Potter side, over excuse there. Excuse me. There's a fifth bookshelf <laughs> that's on the other wall that does have Harry Potter and in Harry, it. Um, and uh, Annie has read like all of the books. Uh, she's read all of the the illustrated ones that have just come out. They're still like releasing the oh, okay. big like hardcover, beautifully il- illustrated ones. She's read them in German, 
Like that's she, impressive. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that's, what's the difference in German it's the same oh, thing. No, no, the, it's, it's just, mostly the covers the covers are amazing cover but you can just look at I'll it just, you don't I, need to read the I whole book you can, again you might you can cut this out because it's yeah. visual but I'm gonna bring you them okay <laughs> so is Annie is or I won't or I won't cut it out so Annie's walking over to get the German book right now so she's bringing them over but I think you could just look at the cover and then you don't have to read it's a lot of pages here <laughs> okay all right so Right now, I'm holding what looks so. This is Prisoner of Azkaban, so it's it's a uh, Under Gunfun von Azkaban, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, Harry is has dreadlocks. Harry has what looks to be almost uh, his glasses are very wide set apart, almost almost they're, looking they're like incredibly impractical. Yeah, very impractical. <laughs> they don't they don't actually line up with his eyeballs. <laughs> Uh, and then there's the, the a wolf kind of stalking in the background. So that's that's yeah. It's uh, I'll put some of these up on the social media. Just these, the photos of these. Yeah. Well, uh, what I enjoy about the okay, f- this one all is of the under, covers under under feckage. What which one is this? Which book is this? In, uh, in English? the Goblet of Fire. Okay. Because Foyer is. Oh. So. Uh, okay. Um, but what I like about all the and then covers. It just says Carlson. Is that the person adapting <laughs> them? The the what I like about the Harry Potter and German covers is that Harry Potter is always in the foreground staring directly at you. He's taking and then a he's selfie the, of himself. Yeah, yeah. And then he's in the background <laughs> doing like an action shot. So he's always on the cover twice where it's like, there's Harry all Potter these, looking at you. All of these and look like he's taking a, a selfie of himself. Oh my God. I can't wait for people to so, see this. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We'll this have is, to. Yeah. So anyway, you reread all of these in German. Well, that was just more, that's not really because I wanted to, to get a different perspective on Harry Potter as much. I, I was born in Germany. I moved to the U.S. when I was 10. Uh, so my language set is that of a 10-year-old child, and 10-year-old is like kind of when you start reading yeah, Harry Potter. And so it's more just to try to not forget everything. Well, the genius of Harry Potter, too, was that the book, the, the reading level grows as the person reading the book grows so as the series grows they get more and more challenging to read but you're also your reading level should also have improved to the level of the book which is just really incredible yeah Mm -hmm. and like the emotional maturity because like yeah the the, characters start to die and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that yeah so uh if you guys had to choose your favorite harry potter character Mm. besides harry potter who would it be i think i know david's but We'll start with Annie. Who who would your favorite character be? Uh, I I will say Snape. Snape. Okay, well, that's then... what was my David character. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> but yes, why Snape? Well, I just always. I mean, I think I enjoy jerks. <laughs> like, me too. Like, I you always. Know, like, you know the, me. The, I'm the always one... cast as jerks. Yeah. yeah. Like just well, like because well, you also never know what's siren going on. Every time I reference my acting career. But yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> But yeah, like, well, and also he was the one character that you never really knew what was going on, you know, because there was a whole a lot of mystery. Behind like, him, yeah. is he good? Is he even? I was like, guys, he's fine. And they're like, he just killed Dumbledore. And it's just like, guys, he's it's fine. You know, because it was a big deal because I was reading the books. And so when that happened and then you had to wait for the next book, like there was like a year of debating, mm-hmm. you know, and um uh, and then when they cast Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman's one of my favorite actors of all time. So that yeah. was very exciting for me because when they're like, oh, well, they were considering this other person. I was like, thank God. Who were they considering? Um, Tim Roth. Roth, Roth yeah. Wow. 
That I mean, he probably would have been be, fine, but not. He would have been good. great, but like I just love Alan Rickman, so I'm just like, how dare you even consider <laughs> anyone else? Alan Rickman also <laughs> said it was kind of an adventure because when they shot the first movie, there was only three books that had been released, so you mm. really didn't know like how many movies. That's true. Like how many. Yeah. They were gonna or do, what or what happen. your arc was gonna be. You were yeah. just kind of like learning, and and then he's like, "It's also just a, an incredible exercise, and you meet these people in their ten, and you watch them grow into adults, and that was just interesting. It normally does not happen when you're working on a film project yeah. or, or even a series. So, uh, David, who would you say? I've got two. Um, one is Snape. Yeah. Um, and it and it's mainly because of Alan Rickman's portrayal of it. I just love the. The the Rickman. Uh, so you qualities. do an Alan Rickman, correct? Yeah. So do Sorry. The, do I, people I, will I think you're you? up can to I, something. Do that I one. Do that one. Can I pick? Can I pimp you out here? <laughs> <laughs> I I played uh, I played Snape in a um, stage play. A um, oops, sound the alarm. Acting for reference, <laughs> but yes. Um, uh, okay, so what what is it? Do the people will think you're up to something? Potter, what are you doing here? <laughs> If you keep this up, people will think you're up to something. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's very hard to get that that baritone. Yes, <laughs> up to something. Yeah, I can't do it. But uh, uh, very great. So good. He's the best. He's so man. good. Uh, but then my um, fool. <laughs> my my second uh, favorite character, I guess, in the series is uh, probably Luna Lovegood. Oh, oh really? Yeah. She was just yeah. on Dancing with the Stars, wasn't she? Was she? Was That's she? fun. She's the blonde girl who's kind of yeah. like an odd, an oddball. Yeah, she. They had her on Dancing with the Stars. She went real far because, I mean, a lot of it's not really how you dance, but just what your your fan base mm-hmm. and a lot oh. of Harry Potter people were out there huh. ringing the bell nice. for her. But yeah, she. Uh, um, but yeah, she was a, she was an interesting character as well. Why yeah. did you like her? Just very fun, like so odd and out there, but lovable. Like it's an enduring quality instead of being like put off by it, you know. Do you identify some of those characteristics in yourself? I don't know. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe that's why I I like it. Uh, I just like the fact that she's doing her own thing and she she enjoys it and yeah. doesn't care and she's embraced her nerdism. Sure. I mean, yeah. she doesn't. I I think to her, she doesn't even know that she's that different, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. she just. That's how she does things, how her family <laughs> does things, and uh, it's fun to to see. Yeah, I uh, I was always Team Slytherin just because of mm. what what I'm normally cast in. So always Snape is. I think most people you have to have Snape in your top two at least. Yeah. Um. I I really liked uh what Emma Watson was doing with Hermione mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. I always just really liked her character arc. Um. And then. Uh, yeah, like even just um, later, just Sirius Black. And, oh, yeah, we... uh, and, and I just was always kind of, I, I just loved kind of the surprise of his backstory. And mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. I was, I just really, I think that's my favorite one. Is yeah, the book three is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. And it's my favorite German cover as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, with the stalking wolf. But uh, great. So uh, a little bit of Harry Potter talk. To, um, and then also on here, Back to the Future. I'm oh, yeah. That was just the Bible to me when I was a kid. Oh, and, yeah. and Zemeckis. And, and, you know, even I used to say along, I used to say about 10 years ago that Zemeckis was my favorite director because I also really loved Forrest Gump. And mm. I, I definitely don't really have those feelings anymore. I've kind of grown out of my like Zemeckis yeah. 
But uh, yeah, was it because you don't care for those movies anymore, or because no, of his I love other, the, other I love the movies, but there hasn't been anything like recently at all that I get excited about. And also, those movies I connected to very much in my childhood, but yeah. no longer. I mean, I just don't connect with them the same way. So it's just a nostalgic feeling. But I can't say like as an adult that that's my favorite director anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's um, but what about Back to the Future? I I've always liked uh, time travel stuff, just in general. This and you get a little bit of that in Potter, right? You get a little, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in Azkaban, mm-hmm. you know, the Prisoner of Azkaban. It's all about that. So, like, for Back to the Future in particular, I, I, I really liked the way they wove it all together, um, from one to two to three, and how you know interconnected it was. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the comedy aspect. Love uh, Christopher Lloyd uh, yeah. as Doc Brown. The care. I, I just felt like every cast member like of the the five or so main cast members that they had everybody was so great in their part um that you really felt like you knew the people um you 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 know were along with the ride with them and then the just all the tech and the the fun stuff that goes into it i don't know it's it's such a quotable movie too i think there were a lot of lot of uh quotes that i like you know incorporated into my life (laughs) (laughs) which ones anything popping out oh man maybe like um hey uh, check out the life preserver dork thinks he's gonna drown oh like i love biff i have this argument i've had this debate a billion times who's the better comedy villain biff or shooter mcgavin from happy gilmore like see i have a lot of people that are out with the torches for for Shooter McGavin, they mm. love Shooter McGavin, but man, Biff is amazing. Yeah. I mean, they if, fly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the part I was born to play. And I mean, you have to use your hands. That's like a baby's toy, young oh, Elijah yeah. Wood. Oh, <laughs> Elijah Wood. Wow. Um, yeah. Project it, Project. Uh, the script was rejected forty four times before it was the first ever one before wow. it was accepted. Have and you guys Eric ever heard Stoltz. the John Mulaney bit about Back to the Future? No, maybe not. <laughs> I'll, I'll play us out with it today. But he talks about um, how just just the pitch of the movie. That, that old comedy bit, like how they pitch this movie. And he's like, first of all, it's never explained, even in a even in like a, a passing way, how Marty and, and Doc are friends. Yeah. It's not even like, remember <laughs> when we met in the silence lab? And he's like, he's like, no one questions that his best friend is a deranged nuclear scientist. It's like, who's your best friend? Oh, it's this deranged nuclear scientist. Or a, a discredited, disgraced nuclear scientist. Yeah. Excuse me, not deranged, but this disgraced nuclear scientist. And then it's like, they never even say like, remember when we met in the science lab? But then he's like, and then he's like, they don't even, and it's like, okay, all right. So his best friend is a disgraced nuclear scientist. Uh, how old is he? And he's like, we don't know. He's either 40 or 90. There's no way to tell how old this man is. And then he's like, all right, well, what's the plus? So he builds a time machine. Oh, great. They build a time machine. Are they going to go back and stop the, the Lincoln assassination? No, he's going to go back about 30 years and try to fuck his mom. <laughs> And, try not to or try him. yeah like it's like all about like <laughs> fucking his mother and it's like how did they like like if you actually break down the the, the way that plot works like how did they even get it greenlit so 44 times around um yeah so uh and then also just the eric stoltz um yeah. recasting just interesting Crazy. have you ever seen the the bit about uh that, that there might be one shot 
where Eric Stoltz is still in it because they just didn't have time for editing. Oh, really? So the guy who played Biff uh, said he believes that the shot where Marty punches Biff in the diner um, is actually Eric Stoltz's arm punching him because he's like, we had to stay up so late to redo half the movie. We were shooting all day. He was like, when we actually shot that scene, I looked very weathered and like just very tired. And so there's no like identify it's just the arm that comes through to punch him and he's like that's eric stoltz's arm that's punching me so like eric stoltz does make it into the movie wow. oh, as the funny. arm yeah um he does the guy who played biff he has a fun Tom little Wilson, I uh, think is his name. yeah he has a, a fun stand-up routine where he sings a song about all the questions that he just gets asked all the time like where he's just like like What's Michael J. Fox like? He's a nice guy. Nah. What is he like? He's a nice guy. You know, like, like just the questions he just gets over and over again. He's like, I'll save you time. Just he's listen a nice to this. Yeah, like, yeah. like just listen uh. to his song, and you know, like it just goes over. Like, was that real manure? And he's like, Nope. <laughs> like, and so it's a, it's a really funny song because it's just like all the questions he gets like a hundred times a day. So. Yeah, I like all the callbacks in the movies too. They mm-hmm. do a lot of you know the mirror stuff between the years and. That's always fun. I, I yeah. enjoyed the third one. I know a lot of people didn't like the third one. The Western. Well, you're fun. into Westerns. So. I like Westerns, all right, yeah. yeah. The The second one was my favorite, though. I just, I the liked, second one's amazing. I liked seeing the future technology. <laughs> yeah. I also like the attention to detail, like when there's that mall and it's two tree yeah. mall and then twin, the, and pines. twin pines and then um they go back in and he and runs he over the one in the farm so, so then, yeah. they, then it's just called lone pine lone mall, pine mall. Oh, you know yeah. like there's just so yeah. much attention to i never even like noticed that, that. Yeah. yeah that's you know, great so here's a crazy thing to tie into blurry photos uh, i watched a video where someone broke down the back to the future movie or and or movies uh-huh. and tied it into this whole like new world order conspiracy where it like foreshadowed 9-11 and all this oh, stuff. Jesus. And it's it was bad shit crazy. <laughs> like, so it wasn't like it wasn't enlightening. Well, it was just a crazy person. Okay. I yeah, no, yeah. It was it was just real out there. Um and case in point, the uh the Twin Pines Mall, oh. uh, apparently when he shows up there, the the clock says nine eleven. Oh or geez. or it's like eleven 1109 or something like that like it it, it was I, I i didn't like it was too crazy to follow up and like see if anything was true about this stuff but uh and then and then the whole thing was like well twin towers you know twin pines interesting twin pine, yeah. and blah 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 there was a, there were a lot of other things in there too i interesting but ugh, yeah what a, what a what a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, really. Now I'm, I'm like swimming in thoughts right now. Right. Uh, so, uh, so um, alternative casting, apparently they considered Johnny Depp for hmm. Marty McFly hmm. uh, uh, as well as um, obviously Eric Stoltz and, and Michael J. Fox. And then when they, <laughs> there's this uh, story that they the production team came to tell Christopher Lloyd that they had replaced Eric Stoltz with... Michael J. Fox, he goes, who's Eric? And they're like, it's the guy who's playing Marty McFly. He's like, oh, I thought his name was Marty. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he actually thought his name was Marty. <laughs> so there's like the level of disrespect to Eric Stoltz on the, oh on the, on the, on the set of yeah, Back to the Future. But That's funny. Christopher yeah. Lloyd, we, I think we saw him in Chicago eating at a restaurant 
um, I think we had just finished up eating when we were heading out. Uh, St- was it Stanley's Tap? Oh yeah. Oh Stanley's, yeah. You know, you remember that? Place? I met I met the guy who was the gang the the mobster. Let's do this the the name drop reference for you guys and me, um, the siren. But uh, I met the guy who was the bad guy in Dumb and Dumber. You know, the guy with the pills. Yeah. He was eating a burger next to me at Stanley's. Oh, it must just funny. be where all the celebs go to hang. And huh. Stanley's is well, closed now. Somebody- is it really? Yeah. Somebody was telling me that they saw Christopher Lloyd at the Export Fitness next right. to Second City, just walking on a treadmill in his jeans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like so that's. And he's a very, he's a very uh, like you know, looking, Christop- distinct yeah, yeah. looking man. Yeah, I went to a thing um, where the writer of um, Back to the Future was. He like gave a talk on writing it, so I you know like. I, I didn't like see him. I went to, I specifically went to something <laughs> to oh. watch him talk. And um, yeah, he was just talking about what one of the things they did is they would write the plot points on note cards and stick them to like a cork board. So that way when they were the deciding, yeah, like, so that way when they were like, well, what if we don't do this little, this, this scene, if we take it out and then so they could see like the impact it would have on the storyline and that they did a lot with like. That's really cool. Yeah. Didn't they write basically all three at, at once? I don't remember him saying that, but that doesn't mean... I also don't remember things, so like that's not a well, <laughs> me dismissing I that. I feel like I heard that they may have have at least had the idea for the, for the, for the trilogy and were writing with that in mind, which that's is fun. why I think they're so strong as a trilogy. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. As opposed to like... Pirates. pirates of the Caribbean. Just, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like with pirates, what I heard, and I don't know if this is true, um, is that they wrote the first one and it was like a much bigger hit than anyone ever expected it to be. And then they were told, like, great, write the second one. You have, you know, like this many months. Like they had like a very short, short yeah, period like of time two, to three like. Months to write. Yeah. Like, um, so I think that's why. The f- I mean, it fails. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think when you put when you put very hard, and you can't just have an ambiguous deadline for things because then sometimes the creative process you'll never get to it. But mm-hmm. when you really constrain the creative process, you're you're really asking for a substandard product, in my opinion. Yeah, a lot of those bad movies, you find out there's there's issues with timeline and and yeah. production dates and stuff like other things that are are not like let's make a good movie and a quality movie, but just other business decisions that are made behind that so time travel is very difficult to write into a script anyway yeah just because there's so many theories and like repercussions and stuff you have to consider Uh, and that gets into you know uh, physics and uh, theoretical stuff a lot and you see it's like just sometimes complicated to explain to an audience and Mm -hmm. you know there's so much exposition in those types of movies and i'm really impressed when it's done well for Mm -hmm. example in inception I even think they did a pretty decent job in the Avengers uh, Endgame kind of they they actually like physically are drawing mm-hmm. on the screen sure. trying to give like a physical uh, uh, an actual like visual representation of the timeline to yeah. to try to just get get audiences on the same page but you're right it's uh there's just a lot a lot that they're juggling and and Back to the Future does it in a fun way and the, and the DeLorean car is just a blast you know yeah. so um Great. I wanted to close the book, uh, close the German book on um, Back to the Future and transition to uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So Star Wars, any 
nerd household <laughs> nerd household <laughs> has to talk about Star Wars, right? So uh, they just finished the 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 what is it the Return Nine. of Skywalker yeah. or the, the the goodbye of Skywalker? The, What's the, the rise of the rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah, the they're always rising. They're always rising yeah, and they're always returning. Yeah. They're returning always, and rising. Uh... Come, on, come on back, uh, Jedi's. Come on back, but uh, so th- they just finished the the most recent s- trilogy. Um, but just let's talk Star Wars in general, and then I, I want to get some some takes on on the the rise and return of Skywalker. So, what do you guys feel about Star Wars in general? We're fans. Yeah, I mean, we love the original three. Like yeah. those, definitely. Like my mom, those were kind of her three favorite movies, and so like growing up, I saw them. A lot, um, and just did she tell you ever why she loved them, or just I don't know. I I, I don't think she ever explained it to me. Okay, <laughs> I think she just enjoyed them, and and we enjoyed them as well. Um, and it's it's one of you know there's certain movies that you love as a kid, and then you watch them again as an adult, and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think those are and, 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 no, no, no. I'm just oh. saying, like certain movies, oh, like okay. that you watch as a kid and you love as a kid, or like TV shows or whatever. Like I remember thinking, like Full House was great, and then like I watched it as an adult and I was like, Cut what? It out. Right? I was like, like what? oh my god, like, I what? Yeah. I, what? <laughs> and uh, so certain things I feel like d- either don't age well because of like how culture changes or don't age well because like you're now in your thirties versus being like eight and you are like, this isn't, yeah. this isn't connect with me anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but star Wars is one of those things you watch as a kid. You love it. You watch it as an adult. You love it. It's how I feel. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. My, my favorite, yeah. uh, one out of them all is always empire strikes back. I think that that's, that's a universally yeah. his favorite. Yeah. What about empire strikes back is, I think it um the 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 locations that are in it uh the characters that are in it so that's when you get Yoda they're on Hoth like that's yeah. that's such a interesting location to the uh, the big at ats the the imperial walkers yeah. and that you know or it even opens with yeah the 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 snowstorm mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Yeah. the tauntaun the tauntaun bit um, was really cool yeah i thought they smelled bad on, on the, the outside. outside yeah and then uh, uh, Bespin, like the Cloud City, is such an interesting location. I that that's in that one. Lando, yeah. Lando you know, shows Carism, up. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. the double cross. Um, yeah. Friggin' Boba Fett. There's the Carbonite. The Carbonite. Yeah, yeah. Love Boba you, Fett I know. bit. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. you. I know. There's a lot of what a yeah. lot of good stuff in in that one for not having a Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then that's also the hand. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's, and that's where you find out. That's where you find uh, out that I he's am your father. Yeah. Man, yeah. so many. So yeah, yeah, that's got a lot in there. It's got a lot of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, I thought I I I always was an Ewok guy. So yeah, like I know that a lot of people get angry about the they're like oh they're walking teddy heard bears that or whatever. Recently yeah. though, you know. No, I I don't think I knew that people didn't like Return of the Jedi until the first three came out and there was all the like yeah. people hate Jar Jar just the way people hated the Ewoks. I was like, people hated the Ewoks because yeah. I always enjoyed them. And yeah. it was, they were made to sell toys. Yeah. So I can see they, they wanted to sell Ewoks. So <laughs> yeah. they were like, how do we make a teddy bear character in this movie? Uh, they were really like, how do we get Warwick Davis in, in, yes, we need here. to get Warwick Davis in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's hot right now. But they, uh, yeah. So they, um, they, that's the thing. And just like, the, the genius of 
George Lucas and and the rights to the toys and the rights to the merchandise, uh, like that's that's its own legend, right? But you could definitely tell when they started to really see the dollars rolling in for the merchandise. They're like, we need a toy that's a teddy bear. <laughs> we need to make characters that, yeah. And then now we have Baby Yoda, which is like the, the ultimate. Yeah. They honestly just go back to, it's like, what worked? Let's just find another version. Well, that's. Everyone loves Baby Groot. How do we baby eye something from, <laughs> right. right? I mean, I, I think that's the failings of the most recent tr- trilogy. So yeah, let's get into right? the most recent trilogy. So if you had to grade it from uh, A plus to F fail, what would you kind of give this On trilogy? The whole? Yeah. I, probably a B, like okay. a solid B. So that, like, that's not as harsh as I thought you might go. Yeah, like it's not it's not terrible. And there's, there's an A to Z that works in it. Mm-hmm. It gets clunky in some parts and a little weird sometimes they should have just had what's his face uh jj do the whole thing i think that's a lot of people reflecting on just that the fact that rian johnson comes in makes a lot of bold choices of his own and then jj comes back in and has to kind of like undo some of the rian choices and you're also dealing with the death of carrie fisher so they got to put mm. that character they got to get really creative i actually thought they did a decent job at that with the third one but in general just not having a one director and we talked about the with back to the future how it was it was good for them to have a have a to do all three of those movies and you have consistency and it's congruent and you've got one director that sees the whole vision through and the fact that you were changing the guard with the three movies here just the narrative gets kind of mismatch yeah like i don't i mean i i agree with your overall point i don't know if jj had to like direct all of them because if you look at something like the avengers which took a 20 movie storyline that's correct and like managed to stick the landing like it just didn't seem like they when they made the first one that they necessarily knew where the second and third yeah would go and and uh the the thing with the jj ones is i do feel like those ones really pushed the nostalgia factor where Mm -hmm. like i feel like the second one kind of tried to make its own movie which i respect that because i know like everyone hates the second one the most out of the new ones that's the last the last jedi yeah and and like that one minded yeah i didn't mind it either like but I, I felt like everybody's like, oh, JJ came back and, and, and now we're all saved. And, and I felt like, and I res- I really like a lot of JJ's work, so I don't want to be like overcritical of him, but it just felt like it was a lot of like pushing the nostalgia, na- nostalgia factor versus like creating a new plot. Like to just be like, and now Emperor Palpatine's back and, and now like all the same things are happening again. I'm just like, why are we, why, why are you just like redoing the because like when I saw the first new one, I was just like, okay, so that was basically a new hope. And then mm-hmm. when I the, watched the third one, I was like, so that was Return of the Jedi, you know, like yeah. it just was. Um, but to be for the positive things, uh, along David, uh, I think David and I in general aren't we don't go into things expecting like life changing experiences, and so for not expecting a lot out of the movie i think it was entertaining i think it had like really high um you know like special effects and all the like visual things they did were like fun to watch and, and I, then I, the, I 
super am happy with Babu Frick. Oh, Babu Frick, <laughs> He's amazing! Like my, new, my new favorite. Yeah, and, and, hey, just, and then, hey, yeah, that Babu. was the character you were born to play. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just the um, the actors, they're all good. Like Adam Oscar Driver. Isaac, yeah, Adam Driver, yeah. Daisy Ridley. Um, what's John the John Boyega. Yeah, like they're. I think that that core cast that they they got are all they're also talented like so like i enjoyed yeah the acting but like i'm not I necessarily not, their I character feel choices the, <laughs> and i said this so it's really interesting that you say that you have you guys have a positive outlook and you guys do you really you really search for the the best in anything you're going to see because it's like why sit here and get over critical and and so very briefly a few episodes back matt matt and i just talked about the third one for I mean, maybe a minute or two, but one thing I, I reflected on, which my aunt brought up in the Julie Garland episode, was I need to meet a movie, Bob Pantalone myself, I need to meet a movie on its own terms more. Mm-hmm. And you sometimes a movie is, is, is there to be nostalgic. And sometimes, like, not every movie needs to be marriage story. And not every, and we're talking about Oscars this week and everything, but not every movie needs to be uh, a, a, an emotionally, uh, a, an emotional purge. And, and, and not every, not every character arc needs to be fully developed, I guess. And, and I guess sometimes. And like you, a, a very specific amount of comedy. Yeah, that's exactly. Always, and yeah. so it's like, sometimes it's like, yeah, you're going in and, and you just got to like give it up that. And, and not every movie needs, to, I don't need to like, I'm, I'm too polar when it comes to like movies I'm really into. I'm like, rah, rah, greatest thing ever. And then movies I'm not as into, I kind of go into like, this is trash. And I need to just meet a movie like Star Wars on its terms more. And I need to just, I think, have more positivity in general with things that I watch. I think that's just a healthy thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really tried with um, <laughs> with that. Like I, I tried to go into this movie and I, and I had a better time than I initially anticipated I'd have with that mindset. There was things like I didn't think the kiss with, between um, Ray and Kylo was earned at all. No, and like no. that stuff. As somebody who likes plot development, character arcs, and and story structure, like someone that gets really into those things, that that offends me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. But like kind even, of out of nowhere though. Yeah, yeah and it's and like the, don't do this just because it's Hollywood bull. Like we yeah. do, like I'm smarter than that. It's intellectually dishonest, you know. But then at the same time, it's like it's fan servicey because that's kind of what this this series is now you know yeah but like that was that's kind of like what's becoming problematic too is like they're trying too hard to be like let's do the things that the fans want to see and just mishmashing a bunch of moments that you think a fan would like doesn't necessarily make for a good movie yeah Yeah. and it's not it's not an original take of mine but just like if you're going they 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 had an emotional problem with just not like you, you blow up this thing and you say Chewbacca's dead and then two scenes later it's like waka waka like here I am Chewbacca I was on the other one and, <laughs> and, and like then, Chewbacka says waka waka Chewbacca says waka Chewbacca Chewbacka waka but then and then it's like and then I the one that really upset me was when C-3PO makes the sacrifice mm. to give up his memory for this cause and I'm like man like first you're you're, you're reflecting on memory and you're reflecting on just like the, the power of the brain and the power of consciousness and the power of the memory and, and you're like man like what an incredible sacrifice and then they just two weeks two two scenes later it's like uploading a new mem 
your memories yeah. back. Like yeah. there was no there was no real need for the sacrifice. Well, and it's like they were they had trouble they like cheapen it. they mm-hmm. cheapen it. And it's like those could have been really powerful moments of sacrifice for these characters that we love. And it's like I think that would make me love the character even more. Yeah. And, and then was- instead it's like waka waka. Yeah. No, I um I never even bought into it because they gave themselves an out because they're like, like he's like, oh, I'm going to give my memory. R2-D2 has my memory, but that won't work. And I was just like, like, oh, well, yeah, it's I going wonder to, why. or yeah. why would you have this line? <laughs> and then and then he's just like, I'm just taking one last look at my friends. I was like, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, like, and so, like, I never, because, yeah, that would have been, like, a really powerful downer, like, oh, my gosh. The fans would have lost their butts. Yeah, like if, if he, like, if at the end of it, he just didn't have a memory, he's like, oh, he basically died, too. You know, like, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I never, I never was like, oh, they're doing but this I mean, because, because yeah, with the Chewbacca, and it just didn't seem like they. I mean, I guess if you look at the other movies with like Han Solo and Luke Skywalker, like they are, they are willing to, to kill to, off to, to kill, guys. Yeah. kill off someone. But like I was like, they're not killing off Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> Does that then become a question of whether or not these are like quote unquote kids movies? You know, like are they gearing them for the, the young question. crowd or yeah? Are they like adults or like you know, millennial plus? Yeah, really. Like, yeah. Kind of, kind like of who's audience. the target audience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the the I'm sure Disney would answer as many people as possible. Sure. Right. Right. Which is yeah a, a really and dumb kids, answer. It's, it is crazy the connection it makes, and it's it's very like father passing on to son. I know um, my cousin Tom has a I, I believe he's eleven now, but he has a son in the in. My cousin Tom was huge into Star Wars, and his son is, and they get to go to the theater together, and they're like in it together, and it's just this, it 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 checks a lot of boxes for a lot of different audience members, you know, mm-hmm. and so that's that's one of the major <laughs> fascinating things about that series is that it continues to draw in everyone. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where the series goes from here because. Now they're not part of the the, the nine, you know, because like yeah. you always knew that there's going to be the the three prequel and the three after, and now whatever movie they do next, they can kind of make their own way. Yeah, yeah. So well, that that'll be interesting to see. It's interesting what they're learning from w- movies that are already trying that. Like Rogue One was incredibly successful and a really good film on its own, mm-hmm. uh, and now The Mandalorian, like people are losing their minds yeah. over it, which it's it is great. They it's gotta find fun. a way to get Baby Yoda up on the screen. Yeah, I mean, twenty billion dollars. Uh, if yeah. if if not that, then just like, what are these things doing right? And then let's let's put this you know into a two hour thing, yeah, or something like. Yeah, well, but you know, and I also think they might actually be pumping the brakes, Disney, a little bit on the Star Wars stuff because it doesn't like the solo movie didn't do all that well, but yeah. Or I, I think they're going to really kind of reflect and, and kind of plan the next launch because although financially this latest movie obviously made a lot of money, I just think critically it it was kind of... Yeah. So I think they... Uh, um, I, I'd be interested to kind of see like the approach that they take moving forward. But it's 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 a money-making machine. Like They're yeah. never going to stop making Star Wars movies. Yeah, well, and it's a, a huge universe to draw from, so you can... Like you're seeing with the Mandalorian, you can take something that is not even hardly anything that has been in uh, the movies to date and flesh out this really interesting and 
yeah. uh, um, fun storyline, mm-hmm. you know, uh, from from the same universe, from the same lore. Yeah. You have guys like Bill Burr kind of coming in and having some fun, too. <laughs> or uh, Werner Herzog. Or <laughs> 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 awesome. And man, streaming has completely changed just just the amount of things you can do and the amount of stories you could get experimental and tell. It's, it's a really interesting time. And, yeah. And, you know, to be someone podcasting about this kind of stuff, it's, it's just <laughs> it's, it's changing so frequently and rapidly, and it's just like keeping up with the Joneses is like crazy. But um, yeah, uh, I guess I'll 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 end with um, uh, do you guys have a favorite Star Wars character? Character. Oh, oh man, you got your oh. you got your Leia bikini on underneath <laughs> your no. Yes, I have my Leia bikini on. Um, it's just pictures of Carrie Fisher. It's, just, yeah. it's not the slave outfit. It's just their photos What's woven funny? together. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I, I I like Princess Leia. She's great, and but it, it's funny how like now older, I think everyone just loves Carrie Fisher too so yeah. much. Like, and because she's such a strong, fun character who who just is great and outspoken. Uh, but let's see. Star Wars. That's a hard question, because I like Yoda and Chewbacca. That's the best. I like R two D two. I like R two D two and C three PO together. You know, mm-hmm. like because R two D two. I like BB eight. Basically, Not I don't like humans. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Not a lot of BB eight in the, the last couple. No, there wasn't, was there? Uh, no. They tried to put that uh, other droid in there, yeah. and I don't think it landed like no, they wanted. They should have. No. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's a. I mean, there's a lot. There's, There's a lot a to lot. choose. It's kind of like flavors of ice cream. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like Yoda, Yoda's always going to be top, yeah. you know, top two or three. And Vader, of oh course. Oh my gosh, Vader. I didn't even say Vader. Be up there. But uh, I really, I really uh, am on board the Babu Frick train. <laughs> Babu Frick. <laughs> the new, <laughs> the newcomer. Best uh, newcomer. Yeah. What's his story? Yeah, what's this? Let's do a movie about him. <laughs> I was always a solo dude. Yeah, does I mean, that surprise you, you guys at all? No, no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's great too. I mean, the Han Solo, Leia, and Luke, like they're yeah, they're yeah. great together. Yeah. I love Obi Wan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, okay, the 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 original Obi Wan, not Ewan McGregor. No, well, but Ewan he was McGregor fine. fine. And I, it, I I will say like the first three. David and I recently rewatched the first movie like number one the dark yeah, the new hope? phantom menace oh phantom menace um and there was a trivia night uh, yeah uh, a star wars trivia to, night or i went to anyway and <laughs> won it. and i was just like wow won it? you guys want it nice. uh it was real we didn't care for it like i because i remember being like oh people blew it out of proportion it's not that bad and then like watching it being like, <laughs> like well jar jar binks is yeah. just a darth maul's great Dar- like, but yeah. that's what i was gonna say is that like, I, I really like darth maul and like ewan mcgregor and liam neeson like they're yeah. Fine, yeah, liam you know, neeson's like, great so like in that Why battle be- between the three of them you know yeah. like um i have so. a i have a take if you've seen one lightsaber fight you've seen them all yeah <laughs> Pretty but much. like that one is a good that one's cool because of the double staff but yeah that, so that that one is a little different but just a lot of them i i just kind of like shut my brain off until i find out who dies <laughs> i'm like yeah okay. <laughs> okay i guess ewan mcgregor in an interview said that uh he was told he had to stop going <laughs> like he was, oh, he was, he doing, was doing the noises with his mouth and they're like you can't yeah. you gotta stop uh, now. sound the alarm i'm gonna reference my acting career so i used to do this thing i had a gun in a show and i would always it was a prop gun obviously until we got to tech 
And, and it was a I, real gun. And you know, <laughs> no, well, no, they just Flood put caps everywhere. in it. But yeah, then I shot a shooting the audience. No, um, I. Uh, but like, I would always make the sound effect of the gun, like, yeah. and it was very similar to where when we got to tack, I was still making. Like, I rehearsed in the, the sound effect. Yeah, I was in some sort of sketch show. And I wasn't. I didn't even realize I was doing this, which is how good of an actor I am. Oh, where like actor. I had one of those like retractable knives, and I was stabbing someone, and I always go stab, stab, stab. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then one time, Stephanie Cullen was like, "You know, like she's like, yeah, because you always say stab, stab, stab." And I'm like, "Oh, I do that out loud." <laughs> That's out loud. <laughs> so I'm a really, Did I say I'm the really quiet part loud and the yeah, loud part quiet. Because every time I was like stab, 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 and I was like, oh. <laughs> I know everybody likes to dunk on the the first trilogy, um, so let me dunk on it real quick. I, um, <laughs> I I I didn't like the the first trilogy for the main reason I think I didn't like it was because of how different it looked from the rest of the series. At the time, it was just the you know very four CGI. five six. Yeah. Well, the look of it was very sleek and new and very polished, whereas the stuff that came, uh, I guess, after that, which everybody was used to, you know, four, five, and mm-hmm. six, is very like thrown together. You could believe they're rebels. They're just scra- scraping any, you know, junk they could into something that would fly for them. And all the equipment and stuff was very dated looking. And mm-hmm. that that was always it. Felt right, you know, when you when you see it. But then in the one, two, and three, everything looked so just pristine, and I just never understood the choice that was made to to make stuff that way and not make it a tools. little yeah. less, yeah, like futuristic and yeah. Well, super Star Wars sci-fi. was always a special effects first type of thing, right? Even though we we, we just spent a lot of it time felt talking like a about different character. world, but yeah, yeah they. Yeah. So when they get like new special effects in Hollywood, like they were really excited to deploy them yeah. in the Star Wars project. But yeah, you're right that the some of the newer trilogy looks more like the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that about it. Yeah. Uh main reason why I hated that the that Phantom Menace, the first three was Hayden Christensen. I just think he's just awful. But uh, uh have you ever have you ever heard the bit of the guy doing the Morgan Freeman impression reading Jar Jar Binks lines? No, that sounds so. amazing. I'll put that in here too. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's as good as Misa, you could imagine. Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Misa want to go to dump hunt planet. And <laughs> like it's, it's Bada Bing bad. Yeah. It was like it's so good. We don't even need to play that one. We're doing it. We have David. Um no, but uh, overall, just it's 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 Hollywood history, man, and they're gonna yeah. build their own Star Wars amusement park one day. It's not even gonna be part of Disney World. It's gonna be its own <laughs> damn thing. Probably right. And it'll be, yeah. and or maybe they'll maybe they'll do the Annie and David amusement park, and so you know they'll they'll have Star Wars Land, they'll have Harry Potter Land, Back <laughs> to the Future Land. It's it's Game genius. Of, yeah, and they'll and you know what? Buckets of money. Buckets hey. of money. Buckets and buckets. I'll I'll take some. Cool. But until then, I, all I can say to you guys is thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for, thanks having, for having us. us. Thank you guys so much. And and I uh, 
we'll have you guys on very soon. This was a lot of fun, and I loved using your equipment. So uh, <laughs> uh, don't forget to like and subscribe, Blurry Photos, Quiz Quiz Bang Bang. And you guys are already here, so throw a like and a subscribe to us if you haven't already. And remember to leave comments. We love to hear what you guys have to say and, and give feedback. So with that, I'm going to play you guys out with the Biff song, talking about Michael J. Fox. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Thanks, guys, for listening. Bye. 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 When I'm flying in a plane or I'm on the street, there's a lot of friendly people that I like to meet. They shake my hand but never ask my name, and they start asking questions that are always the same. Hey, what's Michael J. Fox like? He's nice. What's Christopher Lloyd like? Kind of quiet. What's Crispin Glover like? Unusual. Stop asking me the question. Went to the bar mitzvah of my nephew, Josh. Now, I'm not Jewish, but I like to nosh. Put on my yarmulke, started to pray. When the rabbi leaned over and I heard him say, hey, was that real manure? No, it wasn't. How was that DeLorean? A piece of garbage. Do those hoverboards really fly? It's a movie. Stop asking me the question. Can we take your picture? Come on, look mean. Would you call my friend a butthead on his answering machine? Questions, questions fill my head. I went to my doctor, my doctor said, what does a key grip do? Set up lights. What does the best boy do? Help the key grip. What does a producer do? I don't know. Stop asking me the question. Do you all hang out together? No, we don't. How's Crispin Glover? I never talked to him. Back to the future for not happening. Stop asking me the question. Hey, who's the nicest famous guy? You know Adam Sandler. Who is the biggest jerk? Gary Busey. How much money do you make more than you do? So stop asking me the question.